0: Unfiltered. Uncompromising. Hard hitting. Inspirational. Cold Sports presents Conversations. Welcome to Cold Sports Conversations. I am Cole Johnson and I am so glad you're able to join us. You know, it's time to put some jersey flavor into the mix. Our next guest hails from the other side of the Hudson. I introduce to you the co-host of the ranting and raving podcast, Steve Hanish, a.k.a. Sandwich. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, he will tell you because this is our conversation.
1: Thank you for having me, Mr. Cole Johnson. I appreciate it. Um, you make me sound much more professional than I think I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's a pleasure for you, too.
1: Uh, it's a pleasure for me to have you on the show. So, uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate it. You, you make me sound like we're we're uh, online dating or something like that. <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking for a little while, feeling each other out. I think we might be ready to meet soon. I, I really do. Oh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, we yeah, we've done we've done sports tender. Yes. Uh.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we um Chris was actually the one that added uh, our show to that uh the PDC group and then uh quickly was drawn to your comments on everything being a uh, sports um your show being sports uh, and then mm. you you invited me into your your sports room. Oh yeah. And uh very quickly found out that you were a guy I wanted to talk to.
0: Oh, well, that I thank you. I appreciate that so much. I do. So, in just understanding who you are and getting to know you a bit, I'm, I'm thinking the Billy Joel song that, you, that, that you have a New York state of mind when it comes to your team. So, are you from New York? I'm, I'm assuming you are, but you're not.
1: I, from the tri-state area, I was born and bred in New, uh, New Jersey, um, okay. northern New Jersey. So New York was always, um, you know, a stone's throw from, from me. So, going to the city to see games or going to, you know, the Meadowlands, going to the Swampland to see the Nets play or the Giants. That was, that was the thing growing up, to go to those, especially the Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, me and my friends got our freedoms to be driving and doing things like that, the Nets were really, really terrible. Yeah. So you could go to East Rutherford and see a game for $6. Uh. It was perfect. Mm. So we saw some bad Nets teams a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we were the only consistent customers there, uh-huh. hence why they're in Brooklyn now. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah, and that's why I said that you're probably from New York but not because I'm thinking, okay, this is northern New Jersey all over. <laughs> right.
1: <him>. right, yeah, because <laughs> if I was from New York, I would have the, the decency and the intelligence to be a fan of the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> At least they have a, a good history, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, they do have a good history and, uh, they also have good entertainment value. Uh, but that's besides yeah. the point. How is it to be in northern New Jersey and how can I put this? Have a rooting interest for a team that the general area could really care less about <laughs> in terms of, oh, there really is a team that plays outside of the Knicks in basketball
1: in our area? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a tough one because, um, like like growing up, it was the New Jersey Nets. It was kind of like the Devils. It was a team that was in your mm-hmm. state you could relate to. They played close, like it was your team. What made but, you actually want to be an S fan?
0: What what drew you to the team?
1: Um, well, it's it's funny. Like I have a theory that every team you're a fan of, it's either because of your family or because they were good at the time you started paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. So for me, my family was never really that into sports. It was kind of me and my brother just picking it up. So the Nets were really good. It was the early 2000. It was 2000. Right. Um And, you know, they were a good team. They were going to the NBA Finals. It was like, oh, they're the New Jersey Nets. I can absolutely get into this team. Mm-hmm. And then so I, I was absolutely a fan of them. And then when they made a trade for my favorite player, Vince Carter, it was like, over the moon like right. i can't be any more of a fan of this team than i am right now and then at the same time hate the team any more than when they trade away vince carter right for courtney lee and a bag of potatoes <laughs> and <it> just <laughs> that that's how because they were good when i was a kid uh, looking at them and uh and then when they got vince carter that three-headed monster of kid jefferson and carter was was incredible to go watch for twelve dollars you know
0: <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, Kid, Jefferson, Carter, Martin, Van Horn. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. I remember that era. Yeah,
1: the, the Kerry Kibble and like Kerry Kibbles, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. That that was a good, good team. Like they played great basketball. It was just when you run up to the Spurs mm-hmm. and the Lakers, you're just yeah. you're not gonna win.
0: So you you started to pick them up uh, when they were playing in the Brennan Burn slash IZOT Center.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the Continental Airlines Arena in the good old days, right? Yeah, the Izod Center, um, Uh. and now a parking lot. Yeah. So (laughs) doesn't exist anymore,
0: right? So how did it feel when the New Jersey Nets turned into the Brooklyn Nets for you?
1: Um, It was disappointing for sure. For maybe selfish reasons, but as a fan, it was very easy for me to drive forty minutes, uh, you know, right off a highway to go see them. Like for me to get to Brooklyn to see them. is just a pain especially when they have no parking deck attached to the arena mm. i gotta take trains and subways and and drive before that to go see a really terrible team play so mm-hmm. I've, I've been there once to see them play courtesy of my brother he got uh, me tickets one year to see um it was when carter was on the mavs so i saw you know carter and dirk and everybody came coming to town to play the the new mets but mm-hmm. uh It was disappointing, and it it was also, in a way, cool, because it was a new rebranding. It was like people were excited for the Nets again, which I hadn't seen since Mm. the early 2000s. Yeah. Like, Jay-Z was a part of the whole thing. Their new Mm. logo, like, just black and white, very basic. Like, it was like, I really enjoyed that, because there was uh, optimism for the team.
0: Now, I know basketball's not your only love of sports. Right. Uh, And you, uh, (laughs) and sticking with the New Jersey theme. Uh yeah, did you yes. <laughs> uh did you drive there to uh Giant Stadium <laughs> when it was Giant yeah, Stadium?
1: S- yeah, same concept. They're right across each other uh, right. across s- the street basically
0: right. to see Jets and Giants games.
1: Yeah, um the Jets and Giants don't play that often in the regular season being that they're NFC and AFC, but of the course. preseason Jets Giants games was was uh that was something we did every Every year for a while, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say football is probably my main sport, Giants being my favorite team. Okay. Um, a Giants loss kind of ruins the first couple of days of my, my work week. And <laughs> <laughs> that's loss is like, that's eh, it's expected. Right. You know, or, an Orioles loss, it's like, ah, eh, you got 162 games. Like, <laughs> a Giants loss is like my favorite team. Every loss counts in football, so it really... Right.
0: Yeah, really. You hurts. can really
1: see how dedicated I guess I am. And yeah, that's what you call it. Some people call it just psychopathic or crazy. Yeah, because I was
0: doing my research. I was looking at you. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing. Uh, I'm seeing hand jerseys on him. Okay, so oh, yeah. he must be a hardcore Giants fan.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. um I don't know a whole lot of people who could, in the off season, name like the Giants' starting offensive line and their backups mm. like that. Um, wow. Sometimes I should dial it back. He, uh, my wife would probably absolutely support me dialing it back, but I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Can't
0: stop. Won't stop. All right. Since you are a Giants fan, I have two pointed questions for you. Okay. One is on the offense. One is on the defense. I'll start with the defensive question first. I'm ready. So when you heard Jason Pierre-Paul mm-hmm. decide to hold a firecracker and mess up his fingers... <laughs> what did you think
1: that was okay because that happened fourth of july weekend right right so like any other sports fanatic i've got about 17 different apps pushing notifications my way
0: oh no i
1: bet they were all lit so (laughs) that night i'm having a great time hanging out with friends and family you know we're eating we're drinking we're just having a great time and Towards the end of the night, I find you know my phone on the table. I'm checking it, flipping through things. I've got a billion <laughs> notifications <laughs> from with like the Giants tag on it, and I'm like, "Oh my god, what happened?" Right. Like this is July Fourth. This nothing's happening right now. That's like an in between period for a lot of things. Right. Jason Pierre-Paul blows his hand off in a fireworks accident. Out indefinitely. Giants revoke long term contract offer. mm Hmm. Oh my god. This is, <laughs> you just. You just came from the era with Justin Tuck, Michael right. Strahan, and O.C. Minura. Right. A proud pass rush, great mm-hmm. defensive line team. You right. just mm-hmm. found. Yeah. A hair apparent. Right. And are going to give him a long term contract. hmm. And he lights a firecracker, <laughs> turns around and says, What was that? And then.
0: Oh gosh.
1: And gone. And. <laughs> to his credit, doing the PSAs for that kind of stuff that he's done, going under the knife, playing with one hand, yeah. and then coming back last year and actually having a decent year mm-hmm. until he had uh, um, sports hernia surgery. Right. But mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing. He's always right. been prone his whole career. Yeah, yeah But to come has. all the way back from that, never the mind it being a serious injury, right. but the ridicule mm-hmm. that you're getting... Your your long-term security being yanked out from under you, playing on one-year contracts for the last two years. Mm-hmm. I, I give him a lot of credit. I really do. And I he's he's a great player. Yeah. Thank you for bringing up those terrible, terrible memories. Oh, no problem. That's why <laughs> That's I'm weird.
0: here. That's why I'm here. Let me get to the other side of the ball. Now, I mentioned that I would love to see them have a running game. And, yeah, I, and, I, understand yeah. why, and I understand why. You and me both. Yeah, I, and, and I understand why. But it'd be good to actually see if they actually had one anyway. And now I could talk about Eli, but I'm not going to talk about Eli. What is wrong with Odell Beckham Jr.? Extreme talent. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing on the field when it comes to running routes. Yeah. But uh,
1: how is it so easy to get into his head? It's funny because it's like for the longest time, Giants receivers were like (laughs) marginal (laughs) players at best, right? Right. Like, you had your best receivers. Like, I remember the Giants team. It was a good team, but it was like Ike Hilliard, Mm -hmm. Amani Toomer. Right. Guys that wouldn't blow the top off your defense. Mm -mm. Possession receivers. Right. No personality. (laughs) And then they signed Plaxico Burris, and it was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. whoa. This guy's actually a good player, but even Plaxico. Mm -hmm. He never really talked. He had one quote in the Super Bowl saying, we're going to win. Right. And then, obviously, the whole gun thing happened but like Mm -hmm. he wasn't a personality right odell beckham's like the first receiver the giants have ever had that has a personality like this so first off their organization doesn't know what to do with that because they've never had one (laughs) but i mean he's young okay right and he exploded onto the scene like better than anybody could have ever hoped for like i remember mock drafts saying the giants should go like eric ebron like when they took Odell, I was like what are you doing going wide receiver? He's he played for LSU. He didn't even. He wasn't even that great. Like Landry was the good LSU receiver, right? But then he explodes onto the scene mm-hmm. in New York, right? Talking about personal brands, like mm-hmm. immediately he figured out that he can control a whole lot of his branding and income by being him. Yeah. So a part of me is like. Be you because when teams try to, you know, funnel players into a mold, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Right. And the player will either leave or not perform like they need to. Right. So the Tom Coffin approach of like letting him just do whatever he wants was a little flawed, especially with the Josh Norman stuff. Right. But even McAdoo didn't really do a whole lot to try and funnel him. I think what they did was very smart, signing Brandon Marshall. Mm-hmm. Who's a guy who's had his off the field craziness right? Uh, in a much much worse respect mm-hmm. like domestic violence yeah. worse, not just like partying right. but he's beyond that. He's right. gone to therapy like he's done he's given back to the community. He's been through it. So now what they can do is actually give a veteran presence in that locker room that's not just like a bad player. It's mm-hmm. a guy who's a great player who's been there before mm-hmm. and who can hopefully help. Like, he, Brandon Marshall will not go on a boat trip to Miami. He's not He's not Victor Cruz. He's not just trying to get in his inner circle. He's a guy who's been there and done that. He wants to win. Mm-hmm. He, he's not trying to be cool. He's not trying to be popular. Right. So hopefully they can funnel him to being more productive on the field, and that will come with age. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the other thing.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that.
1: But, I mean, so far he's not done anything – to re- really detrimental to the giants. Mm-hmm. He's just a personality mm-hmm. and in New York that's going to be amplified tenfold. Ah, see, uh, like I said, being the first Giants receiver that's like that, mhm that's could be why. I mean,
0: <laughs> now see, I needed that perspective from a Giants fan because I, I I'm looking at I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking, "Okay, he has all this talent." I mean, it, <laughs> It, it, it takes talent to come up with almost 100 catches each year. I mean, yeah. it, that is not easy to
1: do. So, and trust me, I've <laughs> as much as I support him and back him because he is a Giants player, I've screamed at the television <laughs> multiple times. But the thing is, when he loses his mind, mm-hmm. he will always bounce back, either a play in the same game or the next week. Mm-hmm. And that is what's really important. He doesn't get shut down. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a Josh Norman, that, that was a one-off kind of situation. They played twice last year. Right. There were no fights. Yeah. Like, that was a very much a, a incident in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. I think with age, he will get better. Yeah. And I think hopefully he keeps maturing and keeps performing. And hopefully when the day comes, the Giants pony up and pay him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, that day is coming soon. Soon,
1: yeah, <laughs> like after this year, soon. <laughs> yeah, right,
0: like after this year, soon. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so we talked about your beloved uh, Nets and your beloved Giants. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now I would love to talk about your beloved Mets. No. Uh, your beloved <laughs> Yankees. No.
1: <laughs> How did yeah. you become
0: an Orioles fan?
1: Um. Well always like when i got into baseball what i didn't get into baseball because of a team um Mm -hmm. like i said my family is never really sports oriented so i kind of got into the sport just kind of as as what am i trying to say like the mlb i was a fan of the mlb I didn't really like the Yankees because mm-hmm. everybody likes the Yankees. <laughs> like there's there's a man right now in China with a Yankees cap, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're more of a corporate entity than a yeah. baseball team. Yeah. So I never really enjoyed their success when they were having it in the two thousands when I was latching onto these other teams. Mm-hmm. Um but one year I took a trip to Baltimore to see it was actually to go see the Yankees play. Um But I fell in love with the Inner Harbor, with the Baltimore fan base, because they were a really, really terrible team mm. uh, at the time in the 2000s, like horrible, abysmal, like win 70 games yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. But you had these fans there that were so dedicated to their team, like still so passionate, even though there was no hope in sight. I just fell in love with it. They weren't this corporate Yankees team; they were very much a small market team right. who had these great fans. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be one of them. Why not? <laughs> like, I I haven't announced it. it was my national signing day hadn't happened yet. I didn't <laughs> declare for any team. Why not make it Baltimore? Hmm. And then. As luck would have it, a few years after that, they started drafting really good players like Adam Jones, and yeah. the team started to to build from the bottom up. Yeah. I wish they would really develop a pitcher; like that would be nice. Yeah. But um, what they do is they enjoy drafting pitchers and then trading them to Chicago and being named Jake Arrieta. <laughs> that's what they enjoy doing. They like they need an ace, but what they would rather do is get rid of an ace for uh, Scott Feldman that's what they would rather do
0: now you're sounding like an ace fan uh back in the day because that's that was a, that's the exact complaint they had they would say okay we're we are we are farming great talent and yes. and and right when they're on the cusp of really doing something big and great you ship them off to somewhere or you or yes. have them go to free agency and get nothing in return or you right. do a trade like with like uh, Baltimore, Jason J- Right. <laughs> yeah, you traded Jason Giambi to the Yankees and get pretty much
1: peanuts. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing that came out about Arrieta, though, that was so disheartening is he had some kind of a hitch or something in his throwing motion. And they were trying, the pitching coach at the time, oh, I forget his name, was trying to correct him. <laughs> and he was getting shelled. So they were like, okay, we're going to trade him because he's unfixable. He goes to Chicago, and the <laughs> Chicago pitching coach is like, what's your name? Jake? Okay, you do you. How's that? Mm-hmm. And then he wins the Cy Young Cy Award. Young award. Like, <laughs> if, it, it's how wrestle, are you no going to tinker that. that much? How are you <laughs> gonna, talking about funneling players into a mold? How are you going to tinker that much with a guy? He literally had like a seven ERA with the Orioles. Hmm in all his starts. Yeah. No. It's like it was a very personal atmosphere there and I feel like it still is. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, and uh, I it, just don't think you get that with like, like Camden Yards is such a beautiful beautiful baseball park. Mm-hmm. But you go to Yankee Stadium and it, again, it feels like corporate America. Like they have a sushi restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a very plain round stadium that's that costs 1.2 billion dollars It's just uh, I don't feel like they're a baseball team. We'll they see, may as well have advertisements on their back.
0: We'll see that that you're making the Yankees sound like another team. Um they reside in Arlington. They used to reside in Irving in Texas. Yeah, that's that describes Cowboys all over. Yeah. So <laughs> seeing that you're a Giants fan, I was wondering and I've been wanting to ask this to a Giants fan. Now the the rivalries are intense because I know there's an intense hatred for the Eagles. I there's yes. an intense hatred for the Washington NFL franchise, too, although it's not quite as intense as it is for I, what I noticed with the Eagles and definitely not as intense as with the Cowboys. Right. So, I can give you a minute.
1: Who, who do I hate more? <laughs> who
0: do you hate more and why? And,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, um, <laughs> and, you, and you have free reign to just... Trash. Whomever and wherever and
1: however. Okay. Well, I would agree with you that the the Washington franchise, um, they're not really, I mean, they're in the same division, so they are a rival. We do play twice a year. We do lose to them as much as we, you know, beat them. Mm-hmm. But when the victories against the Redskins seem to come in bunches and by a lot of points. Right. And they never, you know, screw us in the playoffs. So it's not really <laughs> like a thing. Right. The Cowboys and Eagles, I can't. I hate my the worst games on the NFL slate are Sunday Night Football when the Cowboys play the Eagles. <laughs> those games. It's unwatchable. It's a, a no win scenario will, for you. <laughs> I want both to lose equally as like <laughs> when there's a lot of sacks in those games. Those are my favorite because I'm like, yeah, get them. And then on the same side of the ball, it's like, yeah, get them. <laughs> it's like the same thing. Oh. I will say I hate the Eagles more and it's not even close. And I will tell you why. Okay. Because for all the bragging that Cowboys fans do, it is warranted. They were America's team, and I say were because they are definitely not anymore. Thank you. They were America's team. They did win Super Bowls. They do come from a line of greatness. The Eagles and the Eagles fans act like they've been there before. Oh, no. They don't have a single (laughs) Super Bowl. They don't have one Super Bowl win. They've made one Super Bowl appearance and lost, but every single every single year, it's like these Eagles fans come in with the balls to to say how great their franchise is, and it's like, listen, you you throw you throw snowballs at Santa Claus first off. <laughs> Second off, you boo every single draft pick the Eagles take, yeah, but do. then when they actually turn out to be good, you love them, right? And then when they play bad, you hate them. There's no in-between with the Eagles. They've not won a single thing but act like they do. They're frauds. They're phonies. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) If you right now said you, you Cole Johnson, have the power, you could grant the Cowboys a 16-0 regular season record and a Super Bowl win, Mm -hmm. but you also in the same breath would make the Eagles go 0-16, mm. I would take that. Wow. I would take that. Yeah, so yeah. that that basically says that the hatred for the
0: Eagles is strong enough for the Cowboys. <laughs> there
1: it Absolutely. is right there. <laughs> and that's not to say my hate for the Cowboys is diluted at all. Of course it's not. Because I despise them almost just as much. It's a 1A, 1B situation. But right. the thing with the Cowboys is they have won before. Mm-hmm. So they do are trying to hold up their end of the bargain where they're trying to be great again oh man the eagles have never been that way <laughs> oh well I,
0: I have angered you about uh <laughs> mentioning the eagles <laughs> and the cowboys uh,
1: yeah it's and not
0: the, hard to do let me talk about a little happier things here
1: okay so
0: nice. how how did your podcast rent the ranting and raving podcast become a reality
1: um well it started um i am a uh I guess I can say aspiring. I do have a, a day job that I work hard at, but I'm an s- aspiring comedy screenwriter. That's kind of my, my dream, my gig. Like, that's my thing. Um, okay. my friend Chris, um, I had known for a long time, uh, but I hadn't seen him since high school. It had been a very long time. I didn't realize he went to school for film. So we oh, reconnected wow. and he, he did a, um, a TV pilot, um, called Healing Heroes that he's entered in contests and he's kind of, Pushing and things like that. And one of the ways he wanted to, um, I guess, get it out there was to do a behind-the-scenes podcast. Mm-hmm. So we did a couple episodes uh, of that where I was basically a host. Um, didn't know any radio guys, didn't know any podcasters even. Um, but I was like, I think I'm pretty funny. I think I'm pretty knowledgeable. I can host you and ask you about Healing Heroes. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and then... Um, I don't know, a few weeks, a couple months, whatever it was after that. He was kind of in a creative rut, you know, where you you get writer's block or stuff like that. You kind of hit a wall and you want to do something a little different. So I was like, why don't we try a podcast? Like, cost a little money to get up and running, but it's free to do. We can make it free to listen to. We can have fun, just kind of. Because every time we would hang out, we would talk forever about sports, about music, about movies. I was like, why don't we just do a podcast of us hanging out? Because that seems to always go on <laughs> forever. Why don't we just record it and see if it's any good? And we did that. And um not trying to tune my own horn, but I think it is coming out pretty well. Um, so that's kind of the origin story, I guess. Um, we're still trying to find our way. We're a young podcast. We've got about 35 to 40 episodes. Um, but it's been a lot of fun so far. We've had some pretty cool guests on. We've had a lot of fun recording it, uh, yelling about different things. <laughs> Professing our love for other things, it's it's been a good time.
0: Mm. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> the title drew me to to it all. Because like, okay, "Yeah,
1: it's funny because we'll okay, yeah, we'll do that." Like we'll go on. Like I hate, for example, with movies, I hated Suicide Squad mm. with a passion, so I'll yell about that forever. But then at the same time, like I love anything Harrison Ford does. So it's a very <laughs> yeah. kind of like d- double-edged sword. We do both things. We we really like. Blow rainbows up people's butts and like, but at the same time, we'll yell about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe the title of like ranting and raving, was wasn't taken. Yeah, wow. By somebody else, so I jumped on that immediately. You started, I started branding this podcast before we even recorded. Oh, smart man! I tried. I tried. <laughs> Okay, so like Forrest Gump, a oh, smart man.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> now, explain to me your nickname. Sandwich? I, for years, I've been trying to come up with a cool origin story for his nickname. There's nothing, nothing, there's no good story behind it. It just, it happened one year. <laughs> it, it's a very, I'm not even going to tell you the story. I'm going to leave it, I'm going to leave it as <laughs> a mystery. Because it's not even entertaining, that's why. And it just kind of stuck. Like, I never really had a nickname. It was always, you know, Steve. Like, that's a, it's not, it's a common name, but not a whole lot of people are Steve, I guess. So you're kind of unique in that. But I had a class in college where there were literally two other Steves in the class. Mm -hmm. I'd I'd never had that before. So the professor got to me in the roster and he was like, all right, you're going to need to give me a nickname because I can't remember, (laughs) remember all the names. So I was like, I don't, I don't really have one. He's like, really? Nothing? Like, nobody's ever called you anything? And I was like, "Uh, Sandwich. And he was like, "All right, sandwich it is." Oh god! <laughs> so for my entire collegiate career, I was sandwich. <laughs> so I guess this is me trying to channel my collegiate persona. <laughs>
0: ah, okay. So sandwich is your collegiate persona. Okay, I uh,
1: should say that. Yeah, I, I saw <laughs> not that. The, not the anxiety-ridden, neurotic adult male that I am, the, <laughs> the college kid who didn't care about anything.
0: Right. I I, I saw that. I said, okay. That, that one I have to ask. So I'm like, okay, why, why that for a nickname?
1: <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a good story. I really do.
0: Because
1: <laughs> nah. a nickname like that begs a good story, but I just don't have it. Oh, well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you mentioned that you talk about or rant and rave about <laughs> sports, movies, and
1: music. Yes. Uh, what type of, well, mm, I'll
0: go into the movies first.
1: What type of movies do you like? Um, I I don't really have... My favorite genre, I guess you could consider, be a comedy, since that's what I enjoy writing. But really, if it's good, mm-hmm. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And then, even if it's bad, I'll probably watch it, too. Mm-hmm. But the ones I enjoy are just... If it's a good film, it's a good film. That's mm-hmm. it, really. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that makes sense. And, well, we talked about the sports part. Uh, music.
1: <laughs> Is there any genre you will not touch? not touch mm-hmm. um i would say probably pop um i don't feel there's a lot of heart in it i mm-hmm. think it's too studio oriented um it's kind of cheating mm-hmm. i uh, i grew up always doing rock and roll and metal music and mm-hmm. i think pop is the other end of the spectrum from that yeah i can um, see that so that's probably why you know yeah um, i i can see that I, the live four-piece is just very real and authentic, whereas, like, the backtrack, <laughs> auto-tuned one-person singer is just terrible. Mm. Just terrible for me. For mm. me.
0: Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah it, it is. Because, well, you know, pop music used to not be so formulaic, but right, it now is. And I can see how it, it could be a turnoff. Totally can see that.
1: Yeah, um, which is why it's so—it's disappointing when your favorite rock band goes to a more poppy sound. Mm-hmm. It's like you're in bed with the enemy. Like <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, oh well, yeah, I I can talk about that for days just on the hip-hop level but
1: <laughs> yeah that, and that's why i think chris and i make a good pairing with talking about music because i'm very much a a metalhead and a rock and roll guy and he's very much into like hip-hop and uh different kinds of like rap and like different things like mm-hmm. we don't see eye to eye on a lot of music things which i think works really well
0: yeah i could totally see that yeah hmm. so now we were off air talking about uh your appreciation for metal Especially for the the group or the band, I'm sorry, Metallica. Yeah, what is it about them
1: that you love about uh, um, what what probably what, what, what a lot them? of people hate about uh, is their um, variety. Um, oh, okay. Metallica was probably the first like metal band I ended up listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I was in high school, I was listening to a lot of classic rock stuff when everybody else my age was listening to. Um, green day and like Glimp biscuit and kind of like that
0: punk and new uh, metal. yeah
1: garbage you know <laughs> so i i was listening to classic rock and then eventually you get around to metallica mm-hmm. and very thrashy very heavy it was my first experience with that kind of music i loved it mm-hmm. uh, but hard rock was always my my home my safe place yeah so the 90s metallica stuff was hard rock it wasn't metal anymore true I still liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, The raw sound of St. Anger, a Mm -hmm. lot of people hated it. I liked how raw it sounded. Mm -hmm. And then the last couple new albums they've done, to me, are just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So there's not really a bad Metallica record, except for Lulu. The one they did (laughs) with Lou Reed is a travesty. But it's not included in their official discography, nor should it be. So I won't even (laughs) go on about that one. Um, but a lot of people hate that they went away from like their thrash roots, you know. But yeah. for me, that's just because it's still all under the same wheelhouse for me of hard rock, heavy metal. Yeah. So it's just a different sound from the same band, I guess.
0: You know, I, I think what I've noticed, especially in music, is seemingly we want our artists to stay in whatever lane they are, and we just yeah. don't want them to steer. Too far to the right, too far to the left. So if you know, if you if you did pop stuff, don't come with an R and B album. Or if you did R (laughs) and B, don't come with hip hop. Or if you did hip hop, don't
1: come with metal.
0: Or if you did metal, you don't don't soften your sound.
1: You know Yeah, you expect a sound from a band and I get that. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's not realistic. You grow as a person, like I'm not the same person I was five or ten years ago, neither will a band I listen to. Right. You know, that's, and, but at the same time, if you do keep on the same track of making the same stuff, you will probably also be hated doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, one of my other favorite bands is Nickelback, and I, again, I love the variety, I love their sound, but people trash them Uh for doing the same kinds of songs, so it's like, alright, their last album, they actually didn't, they went more experimental with their sound, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) people still trashed it, Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, what do you actually want? Like, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like, uh, I like when bands grow and try things and you'll always have the album they go back to the roots on and you just, you kind of enjoy what they put out. Like, I would say not be so critical for music, especially because music is very, um, it's artsy. It's art. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: so, I can, yeah, and I can scratch you know, that,
0: yeah, and I can scratch that question with the list. What well, band you like that others don't okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah and it's unbelievable i actually i did a, a solo ranting and raving on that like uh why do people hate nickelback i have a whole theory about it i broke it all down and i'm really uh, i'm really wondering why like mm. i have theories and uh i go through them on the on the episode but it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense
0: yeah to me i don't either mm. i mean they're 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 talented they they are talented and
1: They're a great band. They're a rock and roll band. They if are. you If you are actually interested in what I'm saying, uh, I'm talking to your audience, Cole, mm-hmm. go listen to the episode. <laughs> you can hear me yell for 15 minutes about about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, since you answered the question I didn't even have to ask there, I'll throw the opposite.
1: I'm good like that.
0: <laughs> I I see. I see. <laughs> what band do people like that you don't? Ooh, good one.
1: Um... Keeping under the rock and roll kind of umbrella, I guess, mm-hmm. is a genre I never really got into is punk. So I guess Green Day, like everybody loves Green Day. Yeah. Um, I never got punk. Like I never understood. And I'm not talking like old school punk, like the Misfits. I'm talking like that new school yeah. punk where it's like the same three chords, the same high pitched whining voice. I just never got into that. <laughs> and to me, Green Day is the epitome of that. Mm hmm. I just I never like them. I mm. just don't get it. I guess that's why I don't really hate them. I just don't understand, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then yeah. anything pop-wise, um, really, just pretty much despise all that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh gosh, that, that yeah, that I, that gives me a whole ton of flashbacks. That's a, uh, that's
1: a great question. Though,
0: that. <laughs> no, thanks, thanks. And I, I totally get that because you know, punk for me is more along the lines of. Like you said, Misfits, Ramones, The Clash, that's punk to me. And
1: I like that stuff. Mm -hmm. The new school punk is just not any good. Like to me, that's one step away from, that's one like acoustic guitar away from being pop. Like, (laughs) unplug the electric, plug in the acoustic, you got a pop band.
0: Like, oh gosh, that's funny.
1: (laughs) Some 41, like that kind of. Oh, man, now that that, I, that, that vein enough. of music that took off, like, when I was in high school and I was listening mm-hmm. to, like, ACDC, everybody else was listening to that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is, like, why? <laughs> Not why. <laughs> if you want to hear electric guitar in your song, listen to Van Halen. Like, listen to, mm-hmm. if you want a high-pitched voice, listen to, I don't Queen Queen's Like, there's, yeah. there's other things you can, like, good stuff you can hear.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, look, look, yeah. Led Zeppelin, Bon Jovi even.
1: You know. <laughs> so, yeah. There's there's so many other and yeah, that's I would say new school punk. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they can I have nothing but cuss words in my brain right now. <laughs> that, that's what I feel like about that. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh.
1: <laughs> that
0: is funny. Oh my, my gosh. well just
1: ran dry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. That is hilarious. uh well as you can tell man i could talk to you forever uh this is is great
1: this this has been great man i really i want soon we're gonna set up where where you can call into to to the ranting raving show and and i will be the one interviewing you we're gonna do that
0: okay well you have it on you have it on. (laughs) it's on the show here you go i will be on ranting raving sometime soon
1: that's right it's on an official audio record now.
0: That's right. That's right. So before we go, uh, you have any parting words for the VIPs out there?
1: Any parting words? Yeah. Like advice?
0: <laughs> it, it could be advice. It could be a tell-off. It could be a I love life. Whatever comes to your mind.
1: Um. Well, it's funny. In the PDC group, Anthony posted, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Um. For me, it's uh, just don't sweat the small stuff, you know? I've never been one to let everything roll off my back, but don't sweat it. Mm. Most of Most of everything is not a big deal. Mm. It's as big a deal as you make it. Wow. See, look at that. The Zen zone. You just entered the Zen zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: It's going to be done. my
1: new podcast. Oh, Zen the Zen Zone? To counteract all the the anger and the passion you hear from ranting and Raving. We're going we're gonna to relax. We're going to do the Zen Zone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're just going to play Pink Floyd, and we're just going to talk
0: about our feelings. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I'm, I'm just hearing a sitar co- a chord being played right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. We're just gonna play the the Indian influence Beatles music. <laughs> Ravi Oh gosh. Yeah,
0: within you without you. Okay. Uh <laughs> we could go on for that day for for days. Uh <laughs> uh where you will reach him, I will have in the show notes. Uh this is the one half of the Frantic and Raven Podcast, Mr. Steve Hanish, aka Sandwich.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me, Cole. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Many thanks to Steve Hanish, co-host of the Ranting and Raving Podcast. He's been a wonderful addition to the CoSports VIP Room as well. I appreciate him and all he has contributed thus far. And I really enjoyed that conversation and I hope you enjoyed him. He's a great guy. and. I look forward to being on their show, the Ranting and Raving Podcast. It's going to be a blast. Great conversation. Loved it. If you happen to like this episode or any episode you've heard thus far, a regular show, a special, or an interview, why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cole underscore sports. That's sports with a Z. You can also follow me on Facebook. Come on now. Cole sports. That's sports with a Z. Make your voice heard. Go to speakpipe.com forward slash cold sports with a Z. Press record, speak, and send. It's that simple. Speakpipe.com forward slash cold sports with a Z. Or you can check the show notes to this episode. It says cold sports VIP speak. You're a VIP. Speak. Say what you got to say. I want to hear you and I will play it on air. And make your presence felt. Join the cold sports VIP room. Search in groups in Facebook, or you can go to show notes. It says "Cold Sports VIP Room." Click it, and you're there. Sports with a Z. Can any friends? I got you. Sports with a Z. You can also follow me on social media platforms galore: Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Google Plus, iTunes, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, Acast, Player FM. Tune in. Blueberry. Like, share, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you for the loves, the tweets, the retweets the follows <laughs> it is remarkable thank you for the shares as well <laughs> please continue to do that please make this brand grow i really appreciate the love and spread the word more importantly you can follow me on coldsports.com that's coldsports.com you can check out me and any of these episodes that you hear whether it's conversations the solo show dope to the week and month a quarter on Kohl's Sports With a Z Dot com And no matter where you listen to me How you listen to me Or when you do I just want you to do this one simple thing And that is to Enjoy The content For the intelligent sportsman I am Cole Johnson Bringing to you sports on another level And this is yet another Cole Sports Presentation of Conversations And as always Keep the conversation Going You've been listening to Cole Sports With Cole Johnson